belly and up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. My name is Craig Toth, one half of Bucks in the Basement with my good friend Chris Lunuti and your host for minor league news and brews coming at you almost every Saturday. And I feel like I'm thinking about the same thing that a lot of Pirates fans are thinking about. I was, you know, making my way through a normal Friday at my job and just happened to be taking some time to look through some X posts, I should say, Twitter feeds, whatever it may be. Also looking at, you know, Facebook groups and the big discussions here happened to be concerning a player that I mentioned kind of like jokingly during the most recent episode of Bucks in the Basement in Joshua Palacios, my mom's favorite player for this season. Because, of course, after I jokingly mention him, he comes out, hits two very clutch three-run home runs against the division rival in the, the hated Chicago Cubs, and it just full of excitement. And the other player um, is somebody that we've mentioned a few times on the show in Miguel Anjuar. Um, I had, I believe, brought up the topic of him to uh, Jason Mackey the last time he was on as a guy that was going to be probably, you know, getting another shot just because of like the great or, you know, sufficient, <laughs> as we'll soon find out, triple a season that he was having i uh, went to the game on sunday he had that nice home run off of the foul pole but i wanted to kind of dive into not only like a joshua palacios and the miguel and but the people that may be kind of being held down somewhat a little bit uh by these players and another like thing that I was thinking about also, because I, I started thinking about this first, was the middle infield situation. So my mind today is going outfield depth as well as middle infield depth. But starting with the outfield depth in AAA, a guy that has been discussed as, you know, why hasn't he gotten another shot uh, in Pittsburgh this season and that's Kanan Smith and Jigba, CSN. He did make the team out of spring training. Thought we would see uh, a little bit more from him in the beginning. And by more from him would be, number one, more production. But then also more plate appearances. To begin the season, CSN had 37 plate appearances, slashing 125 216, 219 with 16 strikeouts, four walks. Not really, you know, great by any stretch of the imagination. Goes back down to Indianapolis and he has 124 uh, plate appearances before he is called back up. And I use the term called back up very loosely because I think he was up there for like eight days and we really didn't see him at all. It, it, the call-up just kind of really didn't make a, a ton of sense. 
Um, at that time, 124 plate appearances, slashing 245, 339, 547, seven home runs. The one concerning thing for him during that time is he struck out over 30%, just over 30% at 30.6%, did have the walk rate. When I talk about the, the, the K rates being up over 30, kind of you have to have a base on ball percentage that creaks up over 10% for that to not be as much of a concern. It's still a concern, but not to be as much of a concern. He did that 12.1%, the 112 WRC plus. So he comes up, basically sits the bench for a week, goes back down. And then in June and July, has 138 plate appearances so just a couple more a few more probably like maybe like two or three more games than he did in april and july and we see a a very similar uh batting average from 245 to 248 the um obp goes up from 339 to 362 the one thing we do see is an extreme drop uh, in his slugging. The slugging goes from 547 after his first emotion to only 402, three home runs to seven home runs. The one good thing here that it's, I mean, could really be pointed out, and this probably has a lot to do with that on base percentage going up. We see the K's drop from 30.6% to 22.5%. And we see that base on balls creep up even more from 12.1% to 15.2%. But we do see the WRC plus drop below 100 to 97. So, I mean, he wasn't really tearing it up as much as he was during you know, the first emotion, but of course, August and September, everybody really knows this. We've seen 154 plate appearances, um, basically, um, has five home runs during that time. Uh, he has the batting average go way up to 327. The on-base percentage continues to creep up. It's at 382. And we see the slugging percentage kind of even itself out a little bit at 472. The K percentage doesn't go the whole way back up to the 30%. It's about 26.6%. But we do see that that base on ball percentage drop below 8.1%. But he does, once again, kind of even out a little bit, the 115 WRC+. I mean, it's nothing that's, you know, lighting the world on fire, but it shows that, you know, it is a a fairly consistent, fairly achievable number for him. Did drop below the 100 WRC+. His main competitor, I would say, and the person that he is quote-unquote being blocked by is Mr. Joshua Palacios. Joshua Palacios, great guy, uh, great energy Um, For those of you that haven't listened to this, I would go back and search uh, the Locked on Pirates with the great host, Ethan Smith. Great guy. Um, Myself, I was was lucky enough to be invited on by Ethan to interview Joshua that day. And just a, a really good interview. So if you haven't, go back and listen to that. Listen to everything that Ethan does. Does a great job over there. I 
friend Gary Morgan from uh, Gary Morgan, the fan, the, the fan forum over at DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, writer, co-editor, pretty much a head honcho at uh, my site with him uh, inside the Bucks basement. He's, he does very, uh, he has a, the five, uh, five thoughts at five, has uh, hump day Q&A. Most times he got a little bit busy, but puts out a lot of good stuff, even some stuff on the weekends. Uh, just the thoughts that he has, like nice to get them down on paper and and to see what's going on inside Gary's head. So do that as well. But going back to Joshua, Joshua from May 9th to July 17th, which was pretty much almost immediately following uh, that interview on Locked On Pirates, he has 111 plate appearances. And this is something that, I mean, we'll see somewhat of a pattern here at different times. I kind of see like Ben Sherrington, like before he sends a guy back down, I mean, other than CSN, I mean, they usually reach that plateau of like, it's like either a hundred plate appearances or 200 plate appearances where they get like at least something that would be now maybe a little bit over that small sample size, but in, in those 111 plate appearances slashing 229, 264 343 only one home run uh not a bad k rate it's 14.4 percent a almost non-existent base on ball rate of 3.6 percent for a 60 wrc plus uh goes back down to indianapolis pops back up less than two weeks later and since that time has had 136 plate appearances the big thing here has been the home runs the two home runs that i i mentioned earlier the clutch home runs especially pinch hit home runs versus the cubs and talking about like his role possibly like a fourth outfielder and i don't know a bench piece the 26th man uh, has been that discussion that has been in my mind and everybody's mind all over twitter and facebook uh, the one thing I would say is that it's not super encouraging is the, the on-base percentage. The on-base percentage has not moved very much whatsoever. Uh, we've seen that go from 264 to 281. 281, not a great on-base percentage. Want to see that up over 300, 310, climbing into like, you know, 330 for some guys that's, you know, how they get the good on base and, and, and slugging for the OPS. But to me, that's, that's like extremely concerning there have seen, obviously the power go up, hence the home runs going from three forty three to four eighty four. You know, you see the batting average go up just a tiny bit, two twenty nine, two thirty eight. not really hitting for a great batting average, but I mean, the OPS is something we focus on a lot more uh, in today's game. But the other thing for me is that the K percentage almost doubles, has doubled to almost doubled to 26.5%. And the base on ball percentage has only gone up to like 5.1%. And right now he's right at an even 100 WRC plus. And I'm, like I said, I'm kind of okay with Palacios being like that 26th man. But when you like kind of break down like the 26 man roster and, and I know I saw once again mentioning Gary, I saw Gary Morgan, you know, put out something today. I think it was today or earlier 
or later last night, it was a tweet saying that, like, basically we have, we have 28 men on the roster right now. And so, like, it's like, okay, I'll give you some easy ones. He goes, I'll give you Alika Williams. I'll, I'll give you, um, I can't remember who, who the other one was at, at this moment, but it was just like, I'll, I'll give you a couple easy ones. But then at that point in time, like, could you have, you know, Palacios? Could you have uh, Anjuar? Could you have Kutch? Like, all on there where they all kind of would be, it's like your 25th and 26th men. Um, but there's, like, only two spots, and that's three guys. So that's kind of where this, you know, this discussion, like, it, it trips you up a little bit. It's It gets you, like, thinking a lot. And it's like, could he be that? And then you have CSN, who in some ways has pushed. But in other ways, like, he's getting hot towards the end. He wasn't, you know, terrible at the beginning. And the numbers are showing that he did take a little bit of a step back in the middle. So, I mean, yes, there is still that depth. Yes, you know, still 40-man. Uh, but... It's like, so how does this actually work itself out? Um, and the other guy that, I mean, technically would be blocking him would be the aforementioned Miguel Andujar. Um And it's more for maybe, like, if you want to give CSN a first base glove at some point in time, but more of the DH reps has struggled a decent amount in the outfield. Miguel, Miguel Andujar has shown himself also to not really be a... Um, to not really be an outfielder. I mean, he was a third baseman. They tried him in the outfield. Doesn't really work. I've seen him with the first base glove on, DHing, trying to find a spot for him. I mean, obviously, people are extremely excited about him. I mean, but here's the thing is, he's only had 40 plate appearances at the time of this recording, 457 on Friday, 922. So we don't know what's going to happen here against Cincinnati on Friday night. But as of this moment, slashing 368, 400, 632 with two home runs, you know, 15 Ks, five, uh, a 15% K rate and a 5% base on ball rate, WRC plus, you know, through the roof at 175 at this point in time. And people will point out like that he kind of deserved this. And I'm not saying that he didn't. I mean, he was down in, in Indianapolis this year, slashing, 338, 404, 536, and that actually was with him struggling um, his last couple weeks down there. Uh, 16 home runs. You look at it, 55 strikeouts, 47 walks. You know, just a, a good, you know, a good percentage there, and and he does very well with that. But then I went and looked at his career numbers in AAA. And this is where just like, I mean, he struggled when he's come up to the major leagues outside of his pushing for rookie of the year back in 2018, not 2019, not 2020, not 2021 or 2022, but, but 2018. So he has in his triple A career, 1,075 plate appearances. Slashing 318, 374, and 520, which I know those numbers were helped out a little bit by, you know, how well he performed this year, but it's not like that they moved up that much. It's, it's kind of like the player that he's been. He had 16 home runs this year, 
you know, 43 on his career. So it kind of works out that this is just what Miguel Anjuar does in AAA. So, I mean, I, I wish in some ways, like, I mean, you see the number of, you know, plate appearances that, that Joshua Palacios has this year, and it's not that he didn't deserve them. But, you know, you want to see, like, these thresholds that I talk about, and you, you know, haven't seen that threshold given to, to CSN to see what he could do um, in in the majors. You haven't seen that with Miguel Anjuar, and I don't know if either of them is is really – a large enough sample size to say that a guy's there or a guy isn't there. But like, I mean, at least with Mikel Anjouar, I mean, he's pretty much shown that he is what he is. He performs well in triple a comes up to the majors, performs well for a little bit and then struggles outside of, you know, 2018. So I don't know if there's going to be enough plate appearances left in this season to be able to decide that. So I'm, I'm still going to be debating this in my head, just like I'm still going to be debating the middle infield. I, I guess it would be depth or blockage or whatever it would be. I mean, we've seen Rodolfo Castro moved out of there. Everybody's talking about, you know, when is Nikki G going to be able to get another look? Um, Nick Gonzalez started off the season fairly slow, um, first 85 plate appearances before he went on the IL, slashing 250, 341, 431, uh, three home runs, was was striking out 36.5% of the time, walking over that 10%, but once, it, I mean, 36%, walking 10.6% of the time, 91 WRC+, plus, goes on the IL, comes back, um, 177 plate appearances, slashing 260, 384, 459. We did see that the K percentage drop drastically during that time uh, from 36.5% to 24.9%. Base on balls goes up from the 10.6% to the 14.7%. Hits four more home runs. WRC plus of 113 and he basically you know kind of according to Ben Sherrington I mean Ben Sherrington uh, spoke about the fact that you know they were thinking that Nick Gonzalez was going to just get a full year in AAA but his bat you know kind of forced the call up and then he gets you know one of those it's it's like that he if he reaches that threshold he gets 112 plate appearances with the Pirates slashing 216 268, 353, a couple of home runs, ones which I saw in person, an absolute blast against the San Diego Padres, you know, but seeing him walk 3.6% of the time, strike out 27.7% of the time, a 64 WRC plus gets sent back down to AAA, and it has been basically doing everything that was asked of him, you know, to go back down and make those adjustments. Uh, 167 plate appearances, slashing 317, 401, 586, seven home runs. See the the K rate kind of steady itself out again, uh, 23.4% and still has, you know, the walks above 10% at 10.8% and a, a 144 WRC+. plus. The guy that he is in almost like direct competition with 
is Lyover Peguero. And Lyover Peguero wasn't sure we we're going to see him this year. I'm thinking that a lot of this to me is because he's been on the 40 man for, for a couple years now. And so like you kind of have to see what you have with him. Um, it was p- performing well enough, you know, down in double a that it was like, okay, it, maybe this is the time for the call up, you know, he gets called up and from, I'm just, just going off of this and going like month by month, you know, first month that he's up from seven seventeen to eight sixteen slashes 257 307 500 five home runs 113 wrc plus the the other thing that concerns me about all these guys coming up is that in the walk rates i mean we're talking about uh, a walk rate of 5.3 percent for him striking out 32.9 percent of the time i mean at that time he had you know the 113 wrc plus but still I mean, you could see that it's like, okay, if you continue to not walk as much, you know, strike out at a pretty high rate, it's stuff has kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I mean, the league is always going to punch back, but over the next month from 818 to 921 slashing 233, we see the on-base percentage drop from above 300, which is kind of where you want to see it at. Um, and anything over that, you know, is, is a little bit of a bonus. You definitely want to see it higher, but you've got to see it at least over 300. And then it drops down to 266. The power goes away a little bit. 500 on the slugging down to 311. couple home runs. Still only walking 4.5% of the time and striking out 27.3% of the time. Has had a WRC plus of 53 and I've seen just a lot of people like I, I wouldn't say like it wouldn't they're not you know penning him into the second base position, but at least like penciling him in to a certain degree. And to me, like there there still really isn't isn't that answer at, at second base. I mean, you have Nikki G who, you know, performed fairly well in in the minors this year, got the call up, performed well for a few weeks got punched in the mouth by the league, started to regress, went back down, performing well. You know, Lyra Peguero doing the same thing. And, and this, like, kind of harkens me back to last year when everybody, including myself, um, was excited about a one Rodolfo Castro. Um, and Rodolfo Castro, you know, last year, just to remind you guys exactly how Rodolfo Castro finished the year. Uh, Rodolfo Castro... In his final 200 plate appearances, um, he had 314 total, but in his last 200 plate appearances, slash 247, 310, 478, with 10 home runs, he struck out 27.5% of the time, walked 8.5% of the time, a 117 WRC+, plus. he had a 105 WRC+, plus for the entire season, and we had like all this excitement about him. It's not saying that, you know, Lava Peguero or, you know, Nikki G would, you know, have like the, the severe decline that we saw with Rodolfo Castro this year to the point where, you know, you are demoted and then traded and are not a part of, you know, the plan anymore. I mean, everybody I think was like, okay, pencil, you know, Rodolfo Castro into second base, at least to begin the season and see how it starts. But as Chris and I talked about on the last show, and as I've seen 
that a lot of different people talk about is that 2024 can't be like 2023, can't be like 2022. I mean, you have to have, I feel like a more legitimate answer um, at each of these positions. And I mean, when you have two guys that, you know, both of them who haven't performed, you know, great, but we've seen, you know, little hints of the talent that they have and and what they can do um, in in Alaiva Figueroa and in Nick Gonzalez, but there still really isn't that answer. And sometimes even when you think you have that answer in like a Rodolfo Castro, you really don't have that answer. So for me, I mean, these are going to be some like pretty tough decisions as you know this this off season starts with the Joshua Palacios, Miguel Anjuar, Kanan Smith, and Jigba like all on the forty man, um, having to you know if, seems like you know add Kutch back into that. Also with Alejo Pagero, you know, and a Nick Gonzalez, you still have also G1 Bay playing some second base there, and hopefully. O'Neill Cruz coming back to play some shortstop. It just seems like my mind, I, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I believe Joshua Palacios is an exciting player. I believe he, you know, has, uh, if there is a clutch gene, he possesses possesses that clutch gene. But, okay, give him the 26th man. And it obviously seems like, you know, Koch is going to have the 25th man. Like, can you really, like, have, you know, three bench spots for you know a guy that in Koch is become hopefully you know maybe if he's a little bit healthier and stays healthier next year could play a little bit of outfield but pretty much as a primary DH you have Joshua Palacios who's a fourth outfielder and a pinch hitter and you have Miguel Anjuar who's a, a DH and can you know maybe <laughs> hit enough at times to to kind of justify you know, the defense or the horrible defense you're going to get at first base and, and the outfield. And then once again, you have, you know, that, you know, you're going to have G1 Bay. I, without even mentioning Jared Triolo, I, I and Nikki G, I, and, and, and you just have just so many, you know, still questions that, that need to be answered. So I don't know exactly what direction this goes. I'm trying to kind of put out the numbers there for everybody just to kind of think about, but I was hoping to, you know, by talking through this and working through this process of having an answer, but but I really don't at this point in time. My only thing would be that, you know, Miguel Anjouar has shown kind of who he is as a triple A player. He's shown who he is as a major league player. This could just be a spark. And I don't know if I could buy into that spark, and, you know, Joshua Palacios has gotten a decent amount of at-bats this year. And if you think that that emotion and that, you know, clutch gene is enough, I guess I don't have a problem with him being the 26th man. But, I mean, at this point in time, like, starting next year, you want to put your foot down. You know, those those positions are going to become, you know, a little bit more than just, you know, guys that you can throw in there and not worry about it. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Sticking with last week's theme to, to kick off this little beer review here, um, my wife uh, happened to go up to Shubaru 
uh, this last weekend, and it was when Sidney Crosby was there. So if anybody checked out their, uh, I think it's their Instagram, Facebook site, whatever it was, they showed me there was a picture. So um, they weren't, her and her her friend were not lying. Sidney Crosby was there, but picked up an Oktoberfest for me. Das Bassenheim. Uh, their Oktoberfest coming in at 5.5%. I'm giving that one a 450. Knock that down to 400. They have a light lager. And this is named College. And it basically looks like the old Belushi uh, Animal House College uh, sweatshirt. It's, it's like an awesome can. A nice light lager, 4.3%. That I give a 425, bring that down to 375. And then they have the Chupacabra, Chupacabra, and that's a lime and it's a Mexican lager, 6%. Give that one a 425 as well, bring that down to 400. And can't say let's go too many teams anymore let's go indians and starting in a few weeks here let's go salt river rafters that is the arizona fall league team that the pittsburgh pirates representatives will be playing on their representatives are outfielder jace bowen third baseman jack brannigan relief pitchers cam junker tyler samanego Dick, Nick, not Dick, Nick Domkowski, Alessandro Erlocani, JC Flowers, and catcher Carter Ben. So let's go, Salt River Rafters.